The final countdown is on, ladies and gents. We're into the final stretch of the Honeaway season with just two rounds separating us from finals football. And it's time to get a wriggle on if you're a top eight contender, top four potential, or a tipster on the outside, much like myself. And with me to help me pick the winners of the last 18 games of the season is the punter's prophet himself, Big Bustling Bez. How are you doing this Thursday afternoon, mate? It's basically summer. We should be talking about cricket. How good is um, it? It's bloody lovely. Yeah. It's absolutely cracking day. And the NFL starts tomorrow as well. And NFL probably starts just in time because the weather tomorrow takes a turn for the worst for the weekend, But uh, which will make punting on at Flemington on Saturday worse. But at least we've got plenty of footy to watch as well. Absolutely. And plenty of important football. Cracking straight into the analysis. And uh, for our first segment here, Baz, I'm going to change it up slightly and just basically call it, is there anything you'd like to get off your chest? Because usually we do what just happened, the bad beats and big wins of round 16B, but everything kind of went to plan. Melbourne choked against Frio. The Giants were pretty poor against Adelaide. Adelaide got their second win of the year. Carlton did Carlton things and were out of it and then overran a very young and tired Sydney. And then the Lions did what the Lions do and bashed up a a poor and inexperienced side. So did anything frustrate you? Is anything of merit or was that just a regular week of football? Um, yeah, we saw what was going to happen with Freo. We, we, we called that and Melbourne are in, in a lot of strife. And we talked about them last week about needing to change their culture and rebuild their list a bit. And there's enough talk about them, so don't worry about that. Um, Freo, very well done. Um, Essendon... We've spoken about a bit, you know, there's concerns there, especially what happened against Geelong. And then um, Gold Coast were pretty disappointing for mine last night. They looked like a bit a few weeks ago like they were against uh, Carlton, pretty pretty flat. Um, didn't really have a game. Like they didn't get their game going. They weren't very well organised. They were a bit all over the shop. And that was probably down to the pressure that Brisbane were putting on. But they've had um, games like that here and there. So... It kind of worries me because whenever they've had those games, they've backed it up really well with a good, really good game. They got us obviously on Monday, so a bit disappointing from the Gold Coast point of view. Um, Carlton's Carlton, like they're lucky to do it, to get away with that. Sydney probably should have made more opportunities early, but then yeah, Sydney weren't going to hang on. And and, and John Longmire um, referred to that a bit in his post-match presser that it's going to take him another, you know, not long to before they'll be winning those sorts of games and hanging on. Um, Adelaide and JBS, what, does anyone want to play finals this year? Like Melbourne, uh, GWS, the Doggies, they all keep losing games they should be winning and then they're keeping their season. Like even Carlton can still make it you know, with a miracle. But, geez, I, I speak about how, I think I mentioned it last week, about how these bottom sides have got nothing to play for. They could have easily fallen away, and um, especially considering most of them living in hubs, and it shows it says a lot about their coaching staff and their and their game style to get them up. So Adelaide again, like you know, they had their win uh, had their win last week. They could have been forgiven just to go. Oh, I've had our win. We've got two weeks left. Let's just get it through. But they've come out and the pressure their last four weeks they've put on, and the standard of football, the style, you can just start seeing where they're heading. Where they might have about six weeks ago, you're probably a bit confused. And I reckon just going back on Essendon where Essendon are at and Melbourne are at, geez, it puts a lot of pressure on those coaches that have been there a couple of years because Rutten's been there a couple of years. So has Carousella. They've had their input. 
Um, you know, Goodwin's been there for what three years now, uh, and plus he was there beforehand with with Ruse. So they've had a they've had plenty of time to put their their say and input on their teams. But then you got you know coaches like even Stuart Drew when his first year at Gold Coast. Yes, they didn't have the cattle, but you could see what he was trying to implement. Longmuir, what he's done at Fremantle this year in his first year when he hasn't had the opportunity to be training with these boys because of COVID. Um, and yeah, even Matty Nix, I said the last four to six weeks, you got to remember these blokes can't train all together and everything. How he's been able to turn them around and get them organised. And then you look at, you know, teams like even North Melbourne to a certain degree and that, what what do they stand for? What are they, what's their game style? Where are they heading? Um, Essendon, like Essendon just confused. Melbourne look confused. Yet you got a first year coach who can't spend time with his players being able to get that in. That shows leadership, not only from the coaching point of view, but also on field with players and players buying in. So it says a lot about those blokes and it says a lot of, also a lot about Melbourne and Essendon and even North and probably even to a certain extent Carlton. So, um, you know, given what Carlton have done with drafting and everything, yeah, just they're probably not where they should be. But uh, anyway. And it's the one thing that uh – didn't really play out the way we expected this year was we expected those teams to drop away. The bottom four teams to just give up, throw it in and yeah, wait for 2021. And instead it's been the sides that kind of choked under the pressure where everything's kind of stacked in their favor. So it's been a very odd season for those, for those teams in that sixth to 12th bracket. Yeah. It's only really been North that have fallen away really. And and then, yeah, like the GOUS and the Melbournes are the ones that are struggling. Why? Yeah. The bottom four, bottom five teams have been the ones you know, playing some good footy and attacking footy. And the only other thing I'll, I'll mention is last night they were talking about Rankin and trying to bore him down. <laughs> all, these, all these commentators complain about how football's broken, how it's boring, stuff like that. We've got a player who's got a character, who's got all the tricks in the book. He's played less than 10 games of AFL football and they're trying to get him to stop playing with this flair. But they'll be the ones that next week will complain about how boring the game is. Mm. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Let him have his flair. Let there be characters in the game like your Dixons, your Rankins and stuff like that. Let them play with their freedom and flair and style. Even Bobby Hill and, you know, Liam Ryan, let them, let them play because that's when you're going to get your best footy as well. Give the players a license to be free and, and, and play the style they want to play and, um, you know, show their – What's their what's it called? Show their uh, their talents on the field with their flair, and not not try and turn them into a robot like every other player. And that's obviously from the coaching manual of Mister Brian Randell. Play with flair, play with favour, play with character. So. Play a natural style. Congestion between places 6 to 12 does give us one benefit, though, Baz. It lets us play our last little futures market bets before we head to finals football. And there's a couple of interesting and valuable uh, decisions to be made here. So the first is to miss or make the top eight. And uh, the plays here, if you have the Giants are still paying $2 to miss, the Doggies are paying $2.20, Collingwood $3.60 and St Kilda $8.50. And then to make the top eight, the uh, value bets there again, Doggies are $1.67, GWS $1.72 and Melbourne $6. Does anything there look good enough for you to place some cash on there, Baz? Um, oh. So GWS and Melbourne's going to be a really big game now. 
Blue massive, obviously everyone loses that, misses out. And then the doggies, it kind of opens up for the doggies a bit here because they got they got what Hawthorne. Uh, I can't remember who they got last round, but they've got two. I think it's Freo, maybe. I think they got two very winnable games, and Melbourne and GWS probably whoever loses definitely is out of the finals race, and then. Um, Carlton definitely won't make it. Collingwood will make it because they should be winning against Gold Coast on Monday. And if they don't, then they don't deserve to make it. Um, and St Kilda have, have, have won enough games the way that the teams in the 8th to 10th have gone last week. They've Nine games will probably get you in. So um, they're already – they're safe. Mm. So I think so. The, play, the big play here is would be the Giants to miss at $2. However, that would – Involve Melbourne being the Giants. Yeah. So I, I, probably want to stay away from there. But then also the other value bit there would be doggies to make the top eight at a dollar sixty seven. And if they make the top eight, they're at least winning one final, I think. They've got something going on. There's a bit of there's a bit of two thousand and sixteen about these doggies. I know you're rolling your eyes at me now, but there little there is a little <laughs> bit. There is a little bit of the two thousand sixteen doggies in this team at the moment. They're a long way off the two thousand sixteen doggies, mate. Well the two thousand sixteen doggies were that good, that's the point. Top four. So Geelong a dollar oh eight, Richmond dollar thirty six, West Coast two dollars eighty, and then St Kilda twenty one dollars. And then to miss the top four, probably more interesting in my opinion. West Coast a dollar forty five, Richmond three dollars ten, and Geelong ten dollars. I reckon well, you're maybe looking at Richmond at a three dollars ten to miss the top four potentially with your Tiger hating goggles on. Nah, because West Coast have got. And more of their team out, and I don't, I don't think they win tonight, which means like I don't think they can make top four. And the team tonight is absolutely a shell of a team, and if St Kilda are any good, they should be winning. And and if you wanted to make a little bit extra cash on that dollar forty five, you can multi tonight's result into West Coast to miss. I just checked that before the pod, and that gets you about three bucks. And the final one, Baz, I still can't believe this. To make the grand final and to win the premiership, Port Adelaide are still paying eight dollars. To win the premiership in 2020, Baz. Eight even bucks. Make, even to make the grand final, they're $3.50. No one rates port. We told listeners to cash in and cash in early before they wind the markets in, but they wound in everyone else. Geelong are now favourites with Richmond at $4.50. Brisbane are $5.50, secondary favourites. And then it's a big gap to Port Adelaide. And then deservedly, West Coast are out to $10. Collingwood out to $21. Port at eight bucks. You've got three bucks of leeway. You can wait for them to win two finals, then cash out and still be fifty percent up. It makes no sense. I, I can't. Um, I love how they they all bashed Brisbane last week. Last week during the week, and Harris Andrews went out, and after last night, they've been wound in again. So, um, and they've got injury issues as well, Brisbane. So, geez, Geelong, Geelong, even Geelong at two dollars ten to make grand final. They've got a pretty cushy run as well. So. Yeah, it's um, some good value there, and I, I still can't believe Port are there. And for me, I think it's a Port Geelong granny, but that's my opinion, I suppose. Yeah, well, I'm in agreement with you there as well. And uh, again, unfortunately, what you can't do apparently in the market odds is uh, actually multi those two things together. So uh, that's a bit annoying, but alas, we'll have to find our money elsewhere. And that will be with our round 17 previews. And I've broken them down into a couple of different styles of matches. We've got litmus tests, three of them. We've got booby trap games, which you'll be well aware of considering Collingwood's features in one of them. And there's uh, five of those and there's one tip and forget game that really probably doesn't even need to be played. But uh, alas, you have to for the integrity of the season as Gilbert McLaughlin said. So first litmus test, Thursday, 7.10 tonight. 
St Kilda are $1.65 favourites. West Coast, $2.25 outsiders at the Gabatoire. The line here is a goal, the over-under 112. And basically, the Eagles' season has played out just the way you predicted, Baz. They were overhyped at the start of the year. They faltered in the hub. They went back across the West. Everyone jumped on the bandwagon. The wheels fell off, and now they're struggling to fit into that top four. But do we trust the Saints? Because we've been here before, Baz. Two or three times this season, we've had a game where the Saints should win, should prove their credentials, and they don't do it. Why will tonight be different? Well, I'm just hoping they learn a lot off what Essendon were able to do and uh, the Doggies are able to do against West Coast. Now, he's not bomb it long to a contest inside your, your forward 50 because that's where West Coast needs to intercept Mark to have any t- any chance of setting up their game style. If you can bring the ball to ground, make it a scrap, then that's where West Coast are no good. And Western Bulldogs proved that by they were plus 30 or 40 in front and ground ball and they just were able to make it count on the scoreboard as well. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm actually surprised. to be. I, I thought the outs were a bit bigger than that um, when I looked at it last night, but six changes is a lot. But they still have um, Will Schofield, or not Will Schofield, but they still have Shannon Hearn and Nick Nutt coming back in. Mm-hmm. I really doubt McGovern's going to play. So, I mean, if he, he, he very well might, but his hand is not right. His thumb's not right. So it's a big risk um, playing him with you know, 50 60%, given that they've got finals coming up. You would have thought, I know they've got the bye and everything. Um, the, the Eagles are going to make the finals. They're probably not going to make the top four. So... I know they want to finish as high as possible and try and get that home final, but even that's only 50-50. So why risk playing um, McGovern, is, especially when he's such a key part of that team? So uh, interesting for mine, but I think the injuries and the, the ruck duels will be interesting with obviously the two um, ruckmen from St Kilda, Marshall and, and um, Ryder. They, they're going to try and exploit Nick Nat, uh pushing forward and, and around the ground. So that'll be interesting as well. But if... If St Kilda are dead serious and um, they want to make a dent in this final series, I haven't really. I don't think they've beaten a top eight side yet, uh, apart from Port Adelaide. Then they need to win this game. Otherwise, they, they just make. They, they, I mean, they're already making up numbers anyway. But they are really just making up numbers if if they don't win tonight. I think almost if they don't win tonight, they're less likely to win a final than the doggies. So Is interesting. You, you mentioned two things here. Uh, the game style, they, they want to try and St. Kilda wants to try and replicate what other teams have played, dirty football forward. And that is kind of what St. Kilda has been doing anyway. So 41% of St. Kilda's kicks have been directed long from set positions, the lowest percentage of any side. So they don't go long and high. So that's already one massive tick. And I think what we've seen is that uh, Mr. Ratton has the ability to piss off a bunch of coaches. So he's already pissed off Clarko by playing a style that he doesn't like. And I think he'll be uh, pissing off Adam Simpson and playing a style that they don't like either because he's a pretty smart coach. And St. Kilda have been very well adapting week to week to different game plans. And as you said, this won't be, a, though this won't be the big kill they need. It's not a top four kill, but it's definitely a top eight kill. And what they need to show if they are going to be a, a feature in finals uh, come a couple of weeks' time. I'll tip secure, but there's def- I'm not definitely not outlaying any money on this game. No trust yet? No, you can't trust secure. They're almost as like Darnie beat Hawthorne by four goals and they lost to Melbourne. So there's no real fall on there. And the, the, the West Coast fall line's not much better either. So, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy just to watch this game and uh, hope that secure wins But for my footy tips. But uh, I, won't be, I won't be outlaying any hard end on it. 
Fair enough. Very smart by you there. Save your pennies. Friday, seven fifty. Geelong are a dollar sixty-five favorites against Richmond. Two dollar twenty-five outsiders at Metricon Stadium. The line here is a slender four and a half, and the over/under is a surprisingly low ninety-six points. Now, Baz, you are the meteorologist of this podcast. Is there rain forecast for the Gold Coast on Friday? I'm not sure, but I tell you what, for the for a team that pisses off the AFL as much as they do. Is there any danger in them actually leaving that like Metricon Stadium? You know how it works for Richmond. They either play at the MCG or Metricon. That's just their two locations. They've organised that. Obviously, there's some kind of under-the-table deal. It's just an absolute joke, mate. Um, so you can play another home game um, at, you know, at, the MC, at the Metricon. It's going to be wet, which probably plays into your hands a bit because you probably prefer it to be a bit wet for that scrappy sort of game search mentality. Um You've had a tough, tough two weeks. This is probably the sort of time that Richmond bond together and um, use all that hate from the external and probably get up and try and use that to win and just prove that you're still number one. Um, Geelong might get Joel Sell back. I, th- I think the the tenth it is he's about eighty percent, and I think there's a bit of um, there's a bit of. <laughs> Chris Scott saying, look, I'm not, I'm not risking you until I need to risk you. So um, I'd be interested to see what happens with that, whether he does come back into the side or not. I have a feeling he's probably going to miss another week um, and he'll come back just before finals and get a, get a run under his legs and be ready to go for the for the first final. But but I don't think he'll be back. But I really want to tip Geelong, but I just have this feeling that Richmond are going to turn up and make this big statement and use all this um, hate and, and, you know, internal, they always stick together internally and, and let express themselves on the footy field pretty well. They've never let anything get to them before. And maybe uh, this could be something that helps them keep going into the final series. And I just think that they might get the job done against Geelong, who have absolutely been flying, but um, won't be, won't, not, not necessarily a bad thing for Geelong to get done here and just start, uh, another little tune-up before the, uh, the final start. Yeah, and that's fair enough. It is interesting how you think that the, the wet weather will favour the Tigers. So you look at the, how the, the game's been played by the Geelong recently. So they've been invo- involved with the most ground stoppages per game out of any team in the AFL, and they generate 25 points from said stoppages. So they rank third for stoppage scoring, and they like to keep the ball locked in. I know that the rain might be allowed to... I let Richmond play on into that tap-on style that they play that chaos football forward. But if that can, John can counter that by just clamping it and making it like a tre- in the trenches game. And then from defence, Geelong don't use the wing. They don't use like a chip pass, go around the edges. They still are wanting a, a team that goes up the gut. So even if it's wet, it still allows them to play their more direct style of attacking football. Richmond, since round eight, as you have said and been bashed for, have conceded a score from 48% of their inside 50s against, which is ranked last in the league. If you get the ball inside 50 against the Tigers, they are the easiest team to score against. Yeah. And Geelong are still the most efficient team scoring inside 50. So when you have those two metrics match up against each other, I don't see how you are going to jump off the Geelong's bandwagon other than maybe an infamous gut call. Have you seen Geelong's backline? how old it is and how tall it is? Surely in this wet weather, and, and like I know they've played a couple of games in the wet already, but they weren't against much opposition. Surely the likes of Rewalt Lynch and then all the smalls. I think they're, I think you're a good matchup for Geelong actually. Um, but uh, I just, 
don't know, I'm just going to go Richmond, back them in this week, and then they can get all hyped up and then go out and straight sets in the finals. That'll, that'll do me lovely. All right, fair enough. I'm sticking with uh, what we've done all season, and that's stick to the stats, stick to the facts, and don't let hate or the future potential for hate cloud our judgment. I'm going for Geelong to win this, and there'll be some interesting little uh, quarter-by-quarter bets to feature in our feature bets later on. The last the litmus test game, Saturday, 7.40, GWS are $1.71 favourites against Melbourne, $2.15 outsiders. They're at the Gabba. The line here is a goal, and I don't know what to do with this game, Baz, and quite frankly, this could be the most important game of 2020. Not for the AFL ladder, but for the AFL tipping ladder. Because if you can get this one right, and you're one or two tips off the uh, off the top, this will be your your premiership tip. It's just guessing, isn't it? It's just guessing. You can't tell with these two teams. Can you tip a draw? Or? You, I think you can if it's in if it's in your competition rules. It'll be the most fitting way for these two teams is to have a draw. I think this it'll just suit the storyline so much better. Which, te- which team's going to bounce back more from a spray? Leon Cameron's or uh, Simon Goodwin's? Which team's got more heart? Oh, geez. Which team's got better game? Oh, yuck. Um, how can you pick? There's nothing you can like. There's, I'm baffled by these two teams. Like On talent, GWS should be in the top four and fighting for a flag. On hype, Melbourne should be premiership favourites, according to Fox Footy. No, Melbourne should be Melbourne aren't that good. Um, even with, even at the point their best, they're still a, a borderline top eight side. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back to the Gabba. I'm gonna back in GWS to hit their straps for a change. Yep, and and get this game won. That's the only smart move, really, because betting on Melbourne is betting on is fading the Giants. Both of these are all about just whether or not the Giants turn up because on paper, GOS is a far better side. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, um, you know, they got their defence actually held up all right on the weekend. Their four lines are shamozzle. Their midfield got absolutely smashed. Coniglio cannot kick the footy at the moment. I'll be interested to see if he has an injury at the end of the year because he just literally every time he kicks the footy, it goes 20 metres and it scrubs on the ground. So, you know, I wonder what's going on. And he did play a lot of four line earlier in the year and I wonder whether he's carrying something and it's it's really affected him because he seems to be kicking out. I, I can't remember. I don't know what footy is. I probably should know. But, yeah, he seems to be butchering the footy a lot, which generally isn't a Coniglio trait. So, and it's been happening a lot this year. So I just wonder whether he's carrying that injury – um, from last year, it's affecting his kicking or whatever, or however it is. But um, if he's not fit, he shouldn't be bloody playing, let's be honest. And he's a captain. So there's nothing more um, flattening than when your captain turns over the football multiple times in the game, especially when it ends up in goals. So interesting to see what's going on there. But um, yeah, I'm tipping GWS. Yeah. I'll be joining you with the tipping of GWS, but this is an absolute bona fide no bet game. All right. Into our. Somewhat interesting booby trap game. So simple question for each of these games, Baz, is that how can an upset occur? So Saturday, 5.05, Port Adelaide, $1.12, favourites, Essendon, $6.50 outsiders. How the mighty have fallen in Bombers land at Adelaide Oval. The line here is 30 points. And how can the Bombers disrupt the minor premier favourites campaign here? Well, Port just have to rock up, not rock up. That's the only way. Like seriously, they, they just have to rock up. They have to think the game. They have to mentally not be ready, which is not what they're about this year. And uh, I mean, even if they rocked up halfway through the game, they'd probably still win. So, 
Adelaide would seriously have to do some real shit stuff to not be in this game, not win this game. So Port Adelaide win, Essendon, absolutely no chance unless there's a miracle. Sorry, but and, and I'm not speaking out of turn. Like that's the absolute truth. Mm. So just tip Port Adelaide and forget about it. And if you lose, I reckon there'll be one person out of five million in the tipping comp that will tip Essendon. Sunday at 105, Carlton are $1.42 favourites, very strangely, against Adelaide, $2.81 outsiders at Metricon Stadium. The line here is two goals. Carlton got the win against Sydney. But Adelaide's not giving up on this season. Can Adelaide make it three wins? So Adelaide were getting really smashed a lot around the midfield before Sloan came back. And all of a sudden, they've really improved around that midfield stoppages, whether that's him directing the setup, which they did show some footage on the weekend of him. Like, he actually doesn't put himself in a dangerous position. He's more there on field coaching and he, he still got, still applies the pressure and tackles and does all that leadership stuff. And he's actually, I didn't think he would be that good at captain. He's actually, from what I've seen in the games now, he's actually been really, really good for the boys. So it's good that he's got that leadership style and the, and all the players are buying in. I, I really hope Adelaide rock up and, and have a crack because I reckon they could beat Carlton. They're, they're not... If they do what they've done the last two weeks, they're, they're a very good chance of beating Carlton because Carlton, they're probably going to lose Jack Martin. Um, they've had their issues going forward. They've had their issues down back. I think Doherty's out as well. So this is a very good game for Adelaide. They're probably, you know, almost pinch as well. So I could probably get, I could almost tip Adelaide. I'm probably going to tip Carlton to be safe. But when the team's released on Saturday, if the, if you know, Martin, Docky, and one or two other outs are out, the pretty key players. I could definitely um, lean my way to tip Adelaide or even put some money on Adelaide if there's continue at the $2.83 mark. Yeah, I could see that. I, again, I think I'll tip Carlton as well. It's the safe thing to do at this time of the tipping season. But as Adelaide have proven, if you don't show up, especially if you don't put in around the, the ground ball and the contested ball, then they will take you deep into games. So locking in Carlton for the tip, but cheering on Adelaide to get off the bottom of the ladder. Sunday at 3.35, Hawthorne are $3.50 outsiders against the Bulldogs. $1.29 favourites at the Adelaide Oval. The line here is three goals. Now, I'm all aboard the doggies bandwagon, having missed it in 2016. But we know one thing, Hawthorne does have a strange capability of just popping up and jagging a win when you least expect it. Are you tempted by $3.50 for Clarkson's Hawks? No, because they've been getting absolutely smashed and stoppages for far too long now. And uh, Doggies have a way, way, way uh, better midfield. And, and I just can't see it. The, the dog, this would, have, this would be classic dogs though, but I can't see the Doggies um, not winning this. They need to win this and they should be winning this game. It's too much on the line for the Dogs not to turn up and, and play poor footy when... Um, so much is at stake. They're not a pea-hearted side like a GWS or Melbourne. They generally rock up when it's like this and get the job done. That's who they're chasing. They're chasing the Giants. They're currently 0.9% off the Giants in eight spots. So even if the Giants win out, Doggies play Hawthorne, then they play Frio, two teams they could actually put decent margins on. And so yep. they could both teams would win out and the Doggies could still steal eighth spot and play finals this year, which is probably what I think is going to happen. Sunday at 6.10, Sydney are $3.06 outsiders against Brisbane, $1.36 favourites. They're playing at Kazali's Stadium. The line here, three goals. Are we just expecting Sydney to do what they do best, is try hard for three quarters and then fade out and let the Lions run all over them? Um, yeah, I think Lions showed last night they mean business and they want to 
finish as high as they can and, and they're still trying to improve and learn as well. So just watch the unders for this game and look at the weather because uh, the way the wind blows at Grizzaly and if there's a bit of rain, it's going to make it very, very tough to be a scoring game. So just uh, keep an eye on that and just tip Brisbane and uh, sit back and whatever whatever you, you know watching Brisbane and, and at the moment really Sydney, it's going to be a pretty entertaining sort of a game. And that's the one thing is that whether it's because of mistakes or because of game style, Sydney will always put on a good show in 2020. But Brisbane, the tip there. And Monday, 7-10, Collingwood are $1.30 favourites against Gold Coast. $3.45 outsiders at the Gabatoire. Line here is also three goals. Now, do the Suns have anything left in the bank to upset the apple cart that is Collingwood's COVID-affected football season? Nothing would sum up 2020 for you guys than losing to the Suns on Monday night. You're not wrong. Um, like I said, I, I expect Gold Coast to bounce back after last week. They were pretty poor last night. And um, I really think that, that they, Stuart Jew won't, won't cop that and he'll make sure that they're ready to go, I think, for this, this Monday. But Collingwood won't want to start off so early and give them a sniff either. Um, they had a good team bonding session after the loss to Brisbane. Um, and I reckon they'll be ready to go. We might get a few players back, but I don't think they'll risk those players until the Port Adelaide game. Um, but apparently Jeremy Howe, uh, Chalor and Degali will be all good for first week of finals if we get there. So hopefully uh, we get the job done here. We, we uh, ice our finals chances, which mean we're there and, uh, have a good little tune-up against Prolade before the first week of finals. So let's just get the job done this week, I hope. Yeah. There is no reason why Collingwood should lose this game, but there's been no reason why Collingwood have lost a lot of their games they've lost this year. So, Well, it's, it has to do with going inside Ford 50 and not being able to kick the ball to a Ford or uh, make the most of our opportunities. So that's probably why. But that's that's for another time. Finally, to round out round 17, the penultimate home and away round of 2020. Saturday, 2.10, North Melbourne are $2.50 outsiders against Fremantle, $1.54 favourites. They're playing at Metricon Stadium, the home of football. Thoughts about this game, Baz? If Fremantle don't win, they're tanking. That's all I'm going to say. North <laughs> Melbourne are putrid. Favorite segment, money making time. Our feature bets for round seventeen. And Baz, lead us off with your best bet for the weekend. Uh, Richmond two dollars twenty five. Hey, oh, what? Pause. Hard, hard pause. This is an absolute moz bet. I am calling you out here, Baz. That our listeners deserve better. You want to know a fun fact, actually, Baz? What's that one? We just crossed over a million downloads. And that's because the people trust us for sound, researched, and informative bets and angles. Yeah. You jumped off the Tigers bandwagon a long time ago. You got out your thick red pen and you put a line through them. Why are you now leaning into the Tigers <laughs> hype at Mania in the second last round of the season? You can't come back from this, remember. You can't come back. You can't jump back on the bandwagon now. I don't, I don't think you're going to win finals. I, I don't think you're going to win the flag or finals, but I'm allowed to tip you if I think you're going to win this week. Sure, that's allowed. That is allowed. It is allowed. But and I think you're going to be very good against Geelong in a wet, wet, wet weather game. I think you're going to win. All right, Geelong. And you need to win to can, can, to guarantee your top four spot. So it's more more 
you guys need to win more than Geelong for that top four. So I, I think that you guys will win. So, all right. Especially if West Coast get the job done tonight. There you go. My best bet is uh, going back to my quarter by quarter action, which has been serving me well recently in the back half of 2020. Geelong to win the fourth quarter and Geelong to win head to head. Reason for that is that Geelong are the second best fourth quarter performance team in the league and in a wet, heavy, hard yakker game where they want to prove a point and show that they are indeed premiership favourites. They will want to make a massive statement against the Tigers. Tigers been fading out recently in fourth quarter performances. They're ranked 10th for that metric. So Geelong to do that. Geelong to win the last. Geelong to win head-to-head is paying $2.68. What's your value bet then, Baz? Um, I think the lines are pretty wrong in the Freo GWS game. I think GWS will win and win by more than a kick. And I think Fremantle will definitely cover the nine and a half points. So take those two at the line and you get $3.60. My value bet is another quarter by quarter. St Kilda to win the second quarter, the fourth quarter, and to win head-to-head tonight against the Eagles is paying $4. Again, reasons for that is St Kilda are ranked second in second quarter performances and sixth in fourth quarter performances whilst the Eagles fade out in halves. So ranked 13th in second quarter performances and 16th in fourth quarter performances as we saw against the Doggies. So $4 there for that little mind-bending tip. And any rough action there, Baz? I was looking at the matchups and I I really struggled to find a matchup for Liam Ryan for St Kilda. And I think they got the tools to probably cover the tools of West Coast. But if... um, if Simpson decides to play Ryan out of the square again, it could be quite damaging. And to score three or more goals, which these are just stupid odds for mine, he's $8.50. So I reckon if he plays deeper or even if he does push up the ground, he could um, the way that St Kilda play could overlap quite easily and get on the scoreboard still. So I reckon three or more goals. like, And, you know, I'm, I reckon Liam Ryan at $8.50 is pretty good value. There you go. If he's going to kick three or more goals, though, then would you be suggesting that the West Coast win or he's going to be their only goal scorer for the night? Um, no, I reckon it might be a decent scoring game if the weather's all good. And I mean, I haven't looked at what the weather's like tonight. I know there's going to be a bit of rain tonight. So maybe maybe we look at the unders even there. But uh, yeah, I look, I've, I think that Liam Ryan, if at $8.50 to kick three or more goals, given his um, last few weeks, with his goal kicking and stuff and how dangerous he's been, he's been probably their best player. So I just reckon that's a good value. And it's a little rough result. You can put 10 bucks on it and it doesn't matter. Yep, very true. My roughy bet is a multi. It's called Finish Strong. It's St Kilda and Geelong to both win the fourth quarters and to both win head-to-head. And that is $7 with some odd boosts depending on your bookies of choice. And again, with some bit, bit of wet weather around, a bit of hard yakka towards the end of the season, the good teams will finish out strong and the teams that are pretending a little bit will fade out late in games. So that's how we see the round 17 action. If you are, you've got a tip that we haven't picked up on yet, let us know at Twitter. That's at W-A-T-O. S pod that what are the odds pod and uh, if we made you some cash or entertained you or you have any feedback for Baz and his Richmond hate uh, let us know via the feedback systems on any of your podcast players enjoy the footy this weekend Baz and enjoy the sunshine this afternoon I will mate cheers